0: Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy.
1: You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast.
0: Is he corn cheating? Uh, that's what we'll kind of decipher today. Could use your opinion on that on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Kramer, and I think the words of wisdom a mom have for you can change your life. I do. And that's why we start every single show talking to her. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I swear I hear a party behind you. I hear dad <laughs> hooting and hollering. <laughs> What's, what is going on?
1: <laughs> well, I think it's coming to a close now, but since... Four o'clock, which was an hour and 45 minutes ago, he and his really good friends from kindergarten, now he's 72, okay, Mm -hmm. um, have been getting together for probably the past five or six years. These four friends, they try to get together every month for lunch and just, you know, visit become a part of each other's lives so of course they haven't been able to get together for the past two months so a couple of days ago i said well maybe you guys should just facetime oh boy so now today was the first cocktail hour with the bcc which is burgess cowboy club (laughs) from (laughs) their (laughs) elementary school days (laughs) I'm not sure where the cowboy comes in exactly, except that Jim wanted to be a little cowboy when he was young and dressed up like a cowboy. I don't know how the cowboy plays into the rest of it. I don't know all that. So they each had their cocktail and snacks, if you'd like, Um, and they visited for an hour. Well, about an hour, because it took them 45 minutes to get connected.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Lord, that's what I was going to say. I can't imagine how that would have gone. And they did it over FaceTime or what did they do over Zoom or what did they do?
1: No, FaceTime. So you can add multiple
0: people on there. I've never done a multiple person FaceTime before, so I don't really know how how it works. So I can only imagine you guys trying (laughs) to figure it out.
1: Well, I wasn't in on it because I know I couldn't figure right. it out. Yeah. But he figured it out yesterday with one person, which is easy. I can do that, right? But then when they tried to add the other two, it was hysterical. So I, I, he said, will you come join us? I'm like, okay. So at 4 o'clock, I poured my glass of wine, and I got my guac and chips, and I sat down with him. And then by 4.45, by the time they connected, I was on my second glass of wine.
0: Oh, boy.
1: finished my snack and was over it. So I said, hello. <laughs>
0: So this should be interesting.
1: (laughs) I said hello and let them have their party. And it sounds like they had a great time. I'm I'm really happy about that.
0: So uh, today is the two year anniversary that I found out that my wife was having an affair. And I know that that sounds like a weird lead in, but (laughs) I don't really know how to (laughs) to word it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I don't. I haven't told this story on the podcast before, but the reason I want to tell it today, I want to have you on here for this is because you were the first person that I called and mm-hmm. I, uh, so backstory in case you don't know what happened that night. I've told it on the radio before, but here's, here's the full backstory is I, I think in my gut, I knew something was going on. It had been off for a while and it about, i think it was october we went on our anniversary trip up to big bear and she said she wasn't happy anymore and i said okay let's go to therapy and she was like no i think i'm just going through a phase i'm just going through a funk and i was like all right well i'm just gonna go to therapy then because she kind of refused to go uh but i knew things were off and they weren't they weren't like getting worse they may have been getting a tad bit better so i didn't really know like what to do. I'd mentioned I, through my therapy, I'd mentioned a couple things to her, but every time I did, it would get kind of hostile. And so I was kind of in this weird place of like where to go with it. Right. So yeah, it would have been Friday night. uh, She had gone to a work party and she came home and she was, she was drunk. And so I was like, all right, let's, you know, let's go put you in bed. And so put her in bed, gave her a glass of water and came back out into the living room. And I was like, hi, something just seems weird it just doesn't seem right and i had gone through her phone before um and i had i hadn't found anything like i didn't there was nothing but somebody told me i need to like go through her phone again so i kind of waited till she passed out and went back in the bedroom and was actually just gonna go to bed but then i'm like okay let me her phone was sitting right there so it would get the best of me and so i went through her phone and I went through the typical things, Instagram, uh, email, and text messages. I didn't see anything. And right as I was about to close everything out, I saw this app on there called Slack. And I had never heard of Slack before. So I was like, let me see what this is. And I find out now that it's like a inner office chatting app where you can like collaborate and do that. So I was like, let me just see what this app is. I never heard of it before. And um, let me go back there really quick. I wasn't. Trying to find out if she was cheating on me or having any kind of exterior relationships. My (laughs) purpose really, because I didn't, I really didn't think she was, uh, because she was never really gone that often. Like she just kind of went to work and did her thing. And, uh, there wasn't really like a, a time period that I'd be like, Oh, that seems suspicious. So I uh, decided to. Uh, really, what I was trying to find was I was trying to find her talking to a friend or something, right, about like something that was going on, so I could at least get inside of her head because she would never really, um, she would never talk to me about about her life or how she was feeling. She had a really hard time opening up, so I decided to uh, to you know to try to find that again that night. And I didn't. So then I opened up Slack. because I'm like, what is Slack? I open it up, and there's a conversation on there, and the last thing that she said was like. Oh, I got too drunk. I had to go home. I'll see you on Monday. And I was like, all right, I mean, she's talking to a coworker, that a male's name that I didn't recognize, and I was like, let me just like scroll up a little bit. And, and that's when I realized that it was it was a problem. And they were basically talked from like sun up to sundown like for for as long as far back as i could scroll at this point i would i like get back up and i went back in the living room and i just sat there for like probably over an hour and just read messages because i really just wanted to get like the full scope of exactly what was going on and so uh, i'm like shaking i'm like i can't believe it and there's nothing that's like terribly incriminating in there it's not like yeah i love sleeping with you or anything i was just it was this very intimate relationship and they would like uh walk to their cars together they would go to lunch together and uh, just things to me that were inappropriate and because mainly because it was like stuff i wasn't getting anymore Like, I just, all I wanted was to have small talk with her. I wanted to hear about, like, the bullshit of the day, right? But instead Mm -hmm. of me getting that attention, this other guy is getting the attention. And so I found out that he was married, too, because I started kind of Googling his name and found him on Facebook. He's married, too. And I'm like, all right, this isn't, like, a good situation. So I just, I go back in the bedroom. I turn the lights on. I'm like, I need to know the truth of what's going on here because I don't think this is an appropriate relationship that you're having. Like, you're literally talking sun up to sun down, uh, you're sharing pretty intimate situations with one another. You, you know, you guys go hang out outside of work. I don't know anything about this guy. Uh, I think this is an inappropriate situation. And she looked back at me and she said, "Well, you've known for a while that I haven't been happy." <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh, okay." So that's when we we just kind of like I gave her the ultimatum because at this point I'm fed up. I've been going to therapy for. Hell had been about six months at that point, and I'm trying to put the work in to figure out why she's unhappy, and she's not putting the work in, and it looks like all the effort that she's spending is going towards some other guy. So I I tell her I'm like, that's it. Like you're either going to go to therapy or we're going to be done, and that's gonna mm-hmm. be that's gonna be the end of it. You have two choices. Thinking that like, okay, if I put my foot down, mm-hmm. then she's going to obviously choose to stay married and go, you know, go work on our relationship. Um, mm-hmm. So this is when, and I'm, I'm, and she's all like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm just at this point, just like really upset and I don't want to stay in the same house as her, but she's drunk. So she can't go anywhere. So I decide to leave. This is probably midnight one, two, something like that. And mm-hmm. I, just start driving and i'm like i don't know where the fuck i'm gonna go but i need to go somewhere because i don't want to really be on the road when all this chaos is going down and Mm -hmm. so i i think that's actually when i called you do you remember getting that phone call because it was early because it must have been two because i remember i was like she'll probably be up around five so i'm gonna wait Mm -hmm. till five to call her which would have been two my time
1: Mm -hmm. i think it was four something my time okay Yes, I do remember
0: that. And what do you remember about that conversation?
1: Um, I remember that you were very upset and you were crying. And you said that you thought that she was having an affair. And, of course, I knew that you had been going to therapy and had been trying to get her to go to therapy and that she was not willing to. But um, you had continued to do your own therapy, which I'm still very proud of you for, by the way. Um, and you were just crying. You were just beside yourself because you didn't really know where to go or what to do with that. Right.
0: Yeah, it was a hard, it was a hard decision, but for some reason in my mind, I knew I had to put my foot down. I finally had yes. to like take that step, and even though it felt really uncomfortable to say so, because I again, uh, my ex wife and I, we had a really good relationship, like, like friendship. Like we were really good friends, and in that department, right. we got along fine. And, right. and I I do I did love her. And so mm-hmm. I really had to make a bold decision in that moment. I knew that if I backed down from it, that I would never be able to like have any kind of respect in that department again. So I was like, okay, if I'm gonna yes. say this, I've got to stick to it. And so either right. we're gonna go therapy or we're gonna get divorced. And it's really up to you. Um and mm-hmm. I remember at that point I uh, I drove to the radio station. You know, it's two right. in the morning and I, cause I'm like, no one's going to be at the radio. Station. there may be one person there, but I can easily sneak in. And mm-hmm. as I'm coming in and I'm about to go into the, actually, I, I think I went to my office and a guy that was, I, he was a promo kid or something that I knew. He like five minutes later, I walked down, like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and, oh, and then like, but I'm like, here I am. And like, complete tears but i try to act like i'm not like what's up like like it's normal for me to be at a radio station at 2 30 in the morning and complete tears what's going on how are you you know like small talk you good everything good yeah okay i'm fine Yeah. nothing nothing to see here i'm just a typical 3 a.m at the the radio station Um, just
1: starting early today
0: yeah 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 Yeah. well it was it was it was a friday night so going into saturday was early saturday morning so um, uh yeah so In that moment, I just, I, and I stayed with that decision the whole entire time was like, listen, if we've been coasting for too long and Mm -hmm. either we need to go to therapy or this needs to be done because obviously what we're doing is not working. This attention is going to this other guy, even if it's not a sexual thing, which I don't know if it was sexual or not. I never saw any kind of documentation that it was and I scrolled enough, but it was at least emotional enough to be a distraction mm-hmm. in our relationship. And so, um, yeah, it was this day two years ago that, that, mm-hmm. uh, that all started going down. And of course the process after that was long and drawn out and, you know, her not w- really making her mind up if she ever, I mean, long story short, she never ended up going to therapy, at least when we were still talking. And right. I don't know that she, uh, she ever did. Mm-hmm. um, so let's fast forward now two years cause here we are today and mm-hmm. I, I'm really glad I made that decision, um, mm-hmm. to like stick to my guns and it wasn't easy. Like if I know me the last two years have been terrible, <laughs> but right. I know for the longevity of my life, which I still have hopefully many years of many more better years. Um, uh, that yes. I had to, I had to like really make a bold stance in that moment. Because I think, you know, there, there's a part of me that could have like rolled over and just been like, "Oh, okay, well, can you just stop because – and that's a lot of how I like spent my relationship was kind of placating to her emotions because she had, she had a, a temper. And so I would just be like, okay, I wouldn't – you know, I didn't, don't want to cause any drama. So let me just kind of sit back. Um, and two years later, I am in a much better mental state. I mean, let's just imagine I had a job. (laughs) I mean, emotion. I mean, this is not my best example right now. But my my point is, like, I don't have any regrets. Even though it's been a long, hard road, I Mm -hmm. now can find a partner that I know is better suited for me. And trust me, you go through this weird phase of, like, a lot of guilt. And there's this weird, you know, social pressure, this religious pressure, this... Uh, expectation, this, what is this going to look like? You know, I've got this big radio mm-hmm. audience. How is this going to look? How am I going to play this out? What is my life? I think my bigger thing was like, how do how am I supposed to get through the world without my partner? And mm-hmm. if you've listened to enough episodes, of this podcast, you know, I'm not good by myself. Like I'm terrible. I'm a <laughs> terrible adult. So my point is, is that if I can make it by myself, I bet you can make mm-hmm. it by yourself too if you're in like a really shitty relationship, no matter yes. if it's a marriage. And I think that a lot, I mean, cause what came to my mind a lot was, I mean, you sat there and you're like, okay, God, here's the deal for the rest of my life. This is exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be like loyal to this and all right, I promise. And then when you're over here and it's not working out, there's this weird sense mm-hmm. of guilt that comes with divorce
1: hmm exactly. Well, I I applaud you. I think you definitely did the right thing and I am so proud of the work you've done to move through that for yourself um, because it was pretty clear that she did not have enough interest in the relationship you or herself, right to delve into the work that therapy would have required. Um, So I'm very proud of you for moving on and for speaking your truth and being honest with yourself, uh, that regardless of how that looked to the outside world, it was something you had to do to save your life.
0: Right. And a lot of people ask me the question because I have been pretty vocal about divorce and the process of it and a lot of radio people hide from it or don't want to talk about it and it's not my favorite topic to talk about but I do know that it helps a lot of people because I know like people I'm not feeling better like I'm I'm, like I'm still depressed I'm not getting better and it takes it does take a long time and I had to realize that I'm I can't measure it month by month because if I measure month by month I really like hated it I just like I don't feel any better than I felt last month I started mm-hmm. measuring it by quarters. I started saying, okay, in you know, April, do I feel better than I felt in January? And then, mm-hmm. you know, in June, do I feel better than I felt in April? So that I mm-hmm. three every three months I could really start to see at least a little bit of improvement over time. Right. Uh, being right. alone by yourself is the hardest thing. You know, a lot of divorced people I talk to talk about the weekends are so hard. Uh, they're really not bad for I mean, I'm now I've been pushed to my max on being alone. So I feel like I'm, I'm a seasoned <laughs> pro at being all by, uh, all by myself, but it is hard. And I, I do recommend that you, you find activities to do on the weekends. Cause that was really a hard part for me. It was like, well, okay. Well, during the work week, it was fine. I kind of have my routine, but then the weekends were like, Oh, what I was so used to spending all the time with her. And mm-hmm. also, you know, don't, and I was guilty of this too, is like, just don't jump right into something else i read a mm-hmm. lot of things about divorce oh. and it trust oh, me rebound
1: it's oh, a yeah. million
0: times easier to just do that yes it's a, a lot easier just to, to and i was reading the best analogy that i read is that if you're on a you know if you're a train and you're used to just going 100 miles an hour it's a whole lot easier just to hop somebody hop on and keep going than it is to like mm-hmm. stop and to like mm. reassess everything and mm. trust me like you know i hopped into something pretty quickly after i got divorced and then i realized that i was just bringing in the same drama and the same like problems that i had in my past relationship yes. um so I, I don't know if any of this wisdom is helping but i know a lot of people do ask about the divorce and i'm not trying to spend a lot of time on the podcast i know you guys get frustrated with it but uh, <laughs> there are people that i know it does it does help
1: but the value of what you did was that you got to know who you truly were, yeah, and what you brought to the relationship. And you know, I've said this before, but where, wherever you go, there you are. right. So if you don't if you don't take the time, I mean, this is universal. If you don't take the time to understand who you are and what your needs are, and what what you bring to a relationship, then you can never be happy with someone else. You have to be happy with you first.
0: Right, for sure.
1: And what once you find that contentment within yourself, then you can move into a relationship that's not only good for you, but it's healthy. Right. It's healthy. And you'll and you'll draw healthy partners. Um, yeah. I really applaud you. I'm so proud of you for the work that you've done. Well, thank
0: you. It's been very expensive. Um, (laughs) I mean, therapy.
1: It's a mortgage on your life. Yeah, I
0: do recommend therapy to a lot of people because I do think, and I know it is expensive, uh, but if you do have the money for it, I think it's totally worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. Last thing I'm going to talk about when it comes to divorce is that two years removed now of the whole situation, people are like, well, Are you, do you feel like you're over your ex? And I'm like, I, I'm over her. Like there's not a part of me that wants to be back with her. There's certain things that I'm not over yet though, which is I still have a hard time trusting because that was when you do find out there's, you've been deceived it kind of like really weighs on you. So that's something I'm still working through. And mm-hmm. I'm scared too. My biggest fear now when it comes to a relationship is choosing the wrong person. Yes. I don't know that I have, this is the, my thought process, is I don't know that I have the ability to choose the person that's right for me. So it makes mm-hmm. it really hard to get into a relationship when there's part of me that's like, well, shit, I, I picked the wrong person last time. Can mm-hmm. I make the right decision for next time? Mm.
1: I think when you meet her, you'll know.
0: Yeah.
1: I just trust, you just have to trust that.
0: Yeah. And even if it's not the right one, like it's just life, right? I mean, I just, <laughs> oh, I'm just hanging in there, man. Like it's fine. Oh,
1: no, you don't want to go through that pain and suffering again. It's No, hard. for sure.
0: I, and, and people ask me, will you get hard. married again? I will, but I won't get married in the mm-hmm. same way. Oh, um, no. Because I, you're not the same person. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I won't get married again now without a prenup. I just won't do it. That part is so oh. painfully annoying. I, I won't. I don't think that there's a need for that. I really, truly don't. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I think that everybody should leave what they came with and that it should be, like, a pretty clear definition of what's going to happen if it doesn't work out. And I know that doesn't sound a romantic Disney movie, but, I mean... Look at the way things go. You know, if most marriages are ending in divorce, you need to at least be smart. I wasn't smart. I was twenty five when I got married. Right? I didn't have mm-hmm. I didn't have the same perspective. It was like, okay, yeah, we're just gonna get married. I was making what twenty seven thousand dollars a year, and it's fine. We're gonna figure it out, life together. But that's just not how mm-hmm. it goes.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that at your age. I I know for my friends that have gotten married in their sixties and their life is established and they have children and. You know, uh, different levels of wealth built up. I think it may make sense then, but I think that when you're younger, you're building a life together, and that you both bring value to the relationship. Um, but that's nice and, and romantic. It's, it's but healthy, I don't know that it's true. It's a, well, if it's a healthy relationship, you're complementing each other, and you're working towards the same goals. But and why not doing in place? I don't know. It just seems like a separation to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, unfortunately I feel like
1: you can't be fully
0: full partners. I mean, why, why do you buy car insurance then? I mean, other than you have to like, why do you, you, you're not planning on getting in a wreck. And trust me, I I get it. It's it's not Mm -hmm. romantic. It's not the romantic answer. I get, Mm -hmm. but I just, after how much money I had to pay, my ex-wife because she wanted to leave.
1: Yeah, Uh, I know.
0: You know, I don't know why I
1: would do that. I know that's, that's a sting. I get it. I guess it depends on the situation. I would just hope that in your next relationship that you two can build a life together, that you'll both feel good about yourselves in, and you can contribute equally because I'm not sure that was the case. Well, I know that wasn't the case um,
0: before. Well, so. Godspeed, we'll mom. Godspeed. We'll just have to figure <laughs> it out and see. I mean, the, you know, right. maybe the right person comes in. I just don't want to be dumb again and just end up losing a bunch of stuff. I feel like mm-hmm. the last two years of my life, I've just been like, just, just getting rid of everything. <laughs> like, okay, there's my wife. There goes my money. There goes, uh, there goes my job. There goes my it's fine.
1: Stuff is stuff. Yeah. Just don't, don't lose who you are. Yeah. Just don't lose yourself in it
0: right that's really that's all that matters okay we've been talking too long let's um take a break and when we come back we're going to get into ask my mom the thursday edition of ask my mom and a a few different kind of context clues in her relationship she's like is he corin cheating i think that's really the only the only way to describe this and let's ask my mom next with the certified mama's boy podcast Okay, let's do Ask My Mom. So this is a segment that we do every now Tuesday and Thursday. And if you want to be a part of it, we would love for you to do so. It's anonymous advice from, you know, my mom who's pretty cool. And me, who I, mean, I don't know if anybody wants advice from me. <laughs> I obviously haven't taken the right turns in life. But.
1: It's a younger and older generation. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is, uh, this is the message. Oh, by the way, sorry. So if you want to be a part of it, you can either call the 800 number, 888 Kramer 8. You can call, uh, you can DM us. Uh, I'm That Guy Kramer on Instagram, Kramer the K. or you can email me, That Guy Kramer at gmail.com. Here we go. So it says, Kramer, I feel dumb calling the 800 number with this question. So I thought I would DM you instead. A lot of, there's going to be a lot of a fair talk today. Uh, It says, I have a question for you and your mom. I'm not sure that he's cheating on me or if I'm just letting my brain run out, uh, run out of control. We've been married for nine years. He's been working from home for over a month now. And my job still requires me to go in. And about a month in, he told me that work is just too chaotic. And that he's going to need my parents to watch the kids. I thought it was weird because we have two really well-behaved six and eight-year-old girls, but if he asked for help, I was going to arrange it for him. But shortly after that, he told me that he doesn't feel comfortable sleeping in the same bed as me because I've been out at work all day and that it's impossible for us to sleep six feet apart. So I, uh, so he's been sleeping on the couch. He won't even kiss me. This just feels really weird. Is this how most couples are acting right now or the fact that he's alone all day and won't have any kind of contact with me really suspicious that he's cheating. Love you forever, and thanks for your help. Mm. Oh, man. We did a lot of cheating talking today. Um, Mom, you want to tackle this one first? (laughs) Sure, I'll try.
1: Um, I think, as you just said earlier, in your situation, I think that she needs to be uh, confrontational and just ask him, point blank, to say, I don't understand. You know what's going on here, and I need for you to be honest with me and tell me what's going on, because it does not feel right or good for me. Well, speak your truth.
0: Let's assume, because I I can message her back, but let's assume they've already they've already had that conversation, and he's okay. saying like, no, there's nothing going on.
1: Hmm. Well, in because that case, I, have a I think if, she, if he
0: is cheating, and that's the situation, I most likely probably wouldn't admit to it. Let's just assume that's Mm. probably be the situation.
1: Okay. Well, then she needs to tell him that her needs aren't, aren't being met and that she needs him to be with her in her bed and that she needs to be connected to him and that his sleeping on the sofa is really not working for her.
0: Does it sound suspicious to you though? I mean I get everyone's like kind of handling this in a different way, right? Like yeah, I mean, everybody's like, yeah. you know, I I if if somebody was leaving the house and coming back in every day, um mm-hmm. that would be uh, it'd be hard. I mean, it's it's definitely hard. I get it. And if you're like, you know me, I get so much anxiety with my health. Like I don't I don't know that I could uh, sit there and really w- be okay with it, but I don't know if sleeping on the couch. I don't know. Listen, and feel free to, to call in on this 888-Kramer8, 888-Kramer8, because I don't know how most couples handle this. Like, are you, are you taking precautions where you're not sleeping in the same bed? If one person's leaving the house and one person's not, does that sound, maybe it is normal. I don't know. Like, you know, you Mm -hmm. and dad are just home all the time. So that's not much of a test subject. I don't, it's just me and Kiki over here. So... (laughs) That's not much of a test subject. Um, Right. You know, I, here's my thing though. And I've always believed this, even when I was in radio and I I want your, I want your vibe on this mom, is that if you're messaging me or you're calling a radio station or our podcast, I think you already know your answer. Hmm. I think that at that point, I've always said that women's intuition is usually 95% correct. And And I agree with that. I I think that if you think he's cheating on you, Mm -hmm. he probably is cheating on you. Mm -hmm. And that I don't know that he would admit it to you. I don't know Mm -hmm. how you can ever find that out. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that conversation is, is never easy. I don't know that most people that are having affairs, when you ask them they're having affairs, just offer that up that easily.
1: But whether he is or he isn't, her needs are not getting met. And she's not feeling good in this relationship. And so they need to talk that through and she needs to be honest about that with him and they need to negotiate a plan.
0: At 30-year-old I, mom, could you, I don't, I don't know how old she is, but well, she's been married for what, for nine years. So we'll just say she's probably somewhere in her 30s. But 30-something-year-old mom, could you have just gone up to my dad and been like, I'm not getting my needs met? Well, I kind of did. Well, that's true. You want to tell that story really quick? <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I had been unhappy, um, for a while in our marriage because my needs weren't getting met. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember just walking up to him one one night, I mean, I had, I was at my breaking point and he was lying on the sofa watching TV. And I said, I want a divorce. I just want it out. I just want it out. And it took us three years to work through it, but fortunately, unlike most men, he didn't run from therapy. Um, he was willing to, to work through that, and so was I, and and we made it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you, you just have to because there comes a point where you it, it takes over everything you do and you begin to doubt yourself and who you are and you lose respect for yourself. And when that happens, that's a really dark hole to fall into. So you have to be honest.
0: Do you think that maybe it might be worth waiting until the end of this craziness before saying my needs aren't being met? I don't think anyone's needs are being met, period. Like Mm -hmm. in any any kind of sense. I think everyone's in a funk. I think -hmm. everybody's just freaking out and probably being weirder than usual. Mm -hmm. So do you think it's worth it?
1: Yeah, my needs aren't getting met during this corona period. This is really tough. This is tough. This is a hard time for us. And you're sleeping on the sofa and acting as if I have the plague or whatever is not satisfactory for me. we need to be together. And families do need to do their best to stick together. Oh, my God. This is such a hard time. This is such a hard time. And I'll and I tell you, if there is a wrinkle in your relationship right now, it is probably going to manifest
0: itself. That's what I'm saying. I'm almost Big wondering time. if you just wait it out a little bit saying mm-hmm. like, because if you go and you're like, I think you're cheating on me, uh, mm. like that's only going to stir more shit up that's already like been stirred up.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go to him and say, I think you're cheating on me. I would just go to him and say, I really don't understand why you have to sleep on the sofa and why you're avoiding me so much. I mean, we need to be close during this time.
0: Well, uh, let's do this. It'd be interesting to hear your phone calls on this. So 888-Kramer-8. 888-Kramer-Kramer-8. If you're in a relationship, like how are you handling it? Are you sleeping in the same bed or are you not? Uh, Are you Mm seeing each other or are you not? And if you're not, then I think we need to know that too. And either way, what's your opinion? Like, do you think that this is a, this sounds shady to you? Like, again, I think women's intuition is always correct. And I feel like if mm-hmm. you're hearing this and this throws up red flags and this might be, uh... so this would be a to be continue. We'll come back later on and we'll throw in some, uh, some phone calls from you guys as well. Okay. That's great. I love you. It's getting late.
1: Mm-hmm. Love you forever. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's get you some good news, and let's get you some something to make you laugh, and then we'll send you on your way for the day. Thank you for listening to this part. And the point of this last part is just put you in a good mood. By the time everything is said and done, no matter what we've kind of been through that day has it been wild and crazy, has it been emotional, has it been angry, has it been whatever? It always wants to put you like set you off into a good mood. Uh, so let's start with the countries that are hardest hit by the COVID nineteen are starting to s- lift their social restrictions after encouraging news of recovery rates. We'll start in France, Italy, and Spain. The countries with the highest number of confirmed cases outside of the U.S. Outline their plan for slowly lifting their various social restrictions as rates of infections are fatally continue to fall. Or fatally, wait, infections and fatalities, sorry, continue to fall. In Italy, they're recording their lowest numbers since March the 10th. The Prime Minister is going to open up the economy again on the 4th of May. Schools there won't open till September, and small businesses though and restaurants are going to be able to reopen really soon as long as it takes like, you know, all the limited takeout options and social distancing guidelines. Over in Spain, they celebrate a significant decline in coronavirus-related deaths. With daily counts falling below 300 for the first time since March 20th, and in France, they also hailed their largest single-day drop in COVID-19 deaths after it fell by more than 33% in just 24 hours. Listen, I know that staying at home is annoying. I get it. It's frustrating. And it's weird. It's and scary. And that's strange. And maybe your husband's cheating on you. Sorry, I don't mean to make light of that. Um, but because uh, I'm, as I'm sitting here recording this, I just heard the news that they're going to indefinitely uh, hold off on opening up San Diego, which is like kind of not as reassuring when we, at least we had a deadline, right. Which was going to be April 30th, which would be, you know, today. Uh, but what are you going to do, man? Like, what are you going to do? We just got to hang in there. Obviously we're seeing that these tactics are working, but I know it's frustrating. I think, I think we're allowed to be frustrated, right? Are you allowing yourself to be frustrated by it? Cause I think maybe, you know, I'm not saying go out and protest and, and be, you know, or, or, or or smash something. But I think to allow yourself to be frustrated by the situation is okay. It definitely is frustrating, but the numbers are going down. So I, I feel good about that. And just another business giving back kind of in a cool way. There's this tea company over in Orlando. Uh, the homeowners have been delighted because what these tea companies doing is they're tea t like T-E-A dash peeing, um, their infused tea beverage company. And although like tp usually would describe, you know, going out and get toilet paper thrown up in your uh your bushes and your trees what they're doing at this company is they're actually putting compassion spin on this by leaving gifts of toilet paper loose leaf tea packages and yard signs with messages of appreciation on there so i'm looking at it right now i'll put it in the show notes for you it says you've been tp'd and then it says blank loves you and they fill it up with you know who it is and they write a little message on there it's really cute so check out the show notes for that and I leave you with a made me laugh. And I, I hope you'll spend 10 minutes on this video today. If you're just, uh, you just need to laugh because this video is called every awkward moment ever. It's all these experiences that we go through in life. that end up being awkward. Like, for an example, it is uh, like when a waitress or a waiter comes to you and drops off your food and they like, have a good meal or enjoy. And you're like, hey, you too. And you're like, oh, why did I say you too? Uh, this is one of my favorites, though, when somebody comes up to you and you know you know them, but you're not quite sure where. Mike, what's up, man? Hey. Who the hell is that? I definitely know him, but what's his name? And why do I know him? Yeah. How have you been? I haven't seen you around lately. Around where? Where haven't I been lately? The gym? Oh, it's the gym. Uh, yeah, I've I've just been really lazy. Uh, how is the lifting? You lifting a lot? Lift lifting? Okay, so it's not the gym, and now he knows. I need to save this. Yeah, you got. You're strong. You look strong. Oh, really? Uh, thanks, man. How's Lisa? He knows Lisa. I wonder if I could text her without him knowing. Uh, good. Uh, she's do, doing good doing all good good things mostly um. Did did you just take a photo of me? No, okay, just because uh, it looks like you well, it was nice to see you Larry it's good. It was good to see you Mike. Yeah. Yeah, go spend like 10 minutes and catch up with that video on the show notes. It's really funny. Thank you for being a part of this show today. I appreciate you so much. I do. And I hope that you'll take a second to leave a review uh, or maybe share this with a friend or something that we can keep growing this podcast every day. I'm trying to grow it bigger and bigger. Even you just want to send me a DM of something you liked or you didn't like, we'll keep on at it, man. All right. And tomorrow we have dating disasters. We have some of your phone calls and, of course, my mom. So have a fantastic day and I'll see you tomorrow. I love you.